0: Good evening, folks. It's Diamond with the Oppenheimer Ranch Project, Magnetic Reversal News, and Shinrin Yoku bringing you a grand solar minimum update Saturday, April 9th, around 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time 2022. The models are in, and they're looking like January in mid-April. Up to six feet of snow coming to Oregon. And that's the big story. Late season snow over a wide area coming this week. Keep calm. It's It's boom time. Now, how big of an area? Well, we're going to get to the models in just a minute, but late season snow over a wide area. We may be three weeks into spring, but some areas are forecast to see a lot of snow in the coming week, and it will be a tweak for some and for many. Now, the pattern flip to bring a cool down to the southwest. Those areas have been heating up. It is spring, ding, ding, but much of California will note Nearly a 30-degree temperature change from daytime highs last Friday to temperatures early this week. Holy macaroni! Cooler weather is on the horizon for California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Hello. The record-setting heat that overtook the region in days leading up to the weekend will depart from much of the American Southwest, and lower temperatures will take place. Thanks to a dome of high pressure sitting over the region, places like Long Beach and Santa Barbara, set daily high records both on Thursday and Friday, well, they're going to cool down. And a few Southern California locations in the vicinity of LA surpassed their daily record highs by breaking the 100-degree Fahrenheit mark on Thursday, including Long Beach, Burbank, and Anaheim. Now, downtown LA broke the daily record high by 3 degrees when the mercury soared to 95 on Friday. Now, in the upcoming days, forecasters say the jet stream's position will veer southward. The meridional flow will take over and western U.S. Uh, will chill down. As a result, the push of noticeably cooler air will arrive across the southwest early in the week, accompanied by wet and even snowy conditions in the higher elevations. Now, by the end of this weekend, temperatures will be falling from what was observed on Thursday and Friday in San Diego. Is expected to have daytime high temperatures in the 60s. Wow! Oh, that'll be chilly. Now, according to the National Weather Service, also a nominal... Anomalously strong, rare spring storm, whoa, say that five times fast, is set for Minnesota. Say it ain't soda. Now, this isn't the big winter chicken dinner. It is, in fact, North Dakota. And We'll get to that in just a moment. They're about to get buried right before May. Hey, hey. Minnesota remains in the bullseye for a spring winter storm system that the National Weather Service describes as anomalously strong. Oh, and even a somewhat rare event. Shut up, Al. You are not a somewhat rare event. Now, get in your home. Now, the break from crappy spring weather. My apologies. The break from crappy spring weather will be brief. With a sunny Saturday followed by a gloomy Sunday that will turn into rain and snow in parts of west, central, and northern Minnesota. So, it's happening. Now, Chris weather. love this kid. Just got to university doing good work. And he often posts climate facts. And this is a a huge risk to him at university because he's going against the narrative. Now, on April 10th in 1930, there was actual global warming, but it didn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with natural climate variability and the hottest temperature on planet Earth in recent memory was in the 1930s. Now, back on April 10th in 1930, a large swath of the heartland was above 90 degrees With the hottest temperature being ninety six in Iowa. Can you believe that? Chicago, Illinois hit ninety. Their earliest on record. Sixty-nine percent of the lower forty-eight top seventy degrees. And it's not it wasn't your fault. Those are just the facts. But no one will touch this. All the yellow temps are above seventy. That's the whole country. Every state. The red dots are above 80. That's two-thirds of the country. And the purple region, all above 90 on April 10th. Those are the facts. Now the polar vortex is moving off the top of the globe because it's that time of year. It's headed to the south of the globe, the bottom. And what does that mean? It means that we should be warming up, but we're not. Check out the models. Check out the snow in North Dakota. Let's just roll this through. Here's your Sunday. Here's your Monday. Moving into Tuesday. That's your lose day. (laughs) Wednesday and Thursday in North Dakota. Could be picking up three feet. Another system will add insult to injury and bury a quarter of the state of North Dakota in four feet of snow. But that's not the big story. Six, seven feet of snow in Oregon. Record snow in the Cascadias. But look at the snow in Oregon. Holy mackerel. Four feet. Five feet. Six feet by April 15th. Take a look at that. This is it's going to be mind-blowing records. And that snow moves all the way down the Sierras, where much-needed moisture is coming to the northwest. Now, The mainstream has been fear-mongering about lack of moisture in the Northwest and the worst snowpack, and it'll be the worst drought ever. But in just 10 days, that could all end. The entire region is going to be slathered in the global warming goodness. And Al is in his hole sucking his thumb, as he should be. Critical fire weather and strong spring storms impact into next week. Dry, gusty winds will contribute to critical fire weather today over portions of the central and southern high plains and southern Rockies, then continuing for the south central U.S. through midweek. A strong spring storm will bring severe thunderstorms across much of the central U.S. and heavy snow and wind across the northern Rockies into the upper Midwest into the early next week. Here we have frost freeze warnings throughout the Appalachians and there is snow falling. Yeah, let's get to that. So we have a little bit of snow falling in West Virginia here overnight. Take a look. And then up into the northeast. And then that snow begins in the northwest in earnest. And then that record storm in North Dakota will begin on Tuesday through Wednesday to bring record-breaking totals to that state. So keep a close eye, and we'll be following with you. Wait a minute. We'll be making the videos. What am I saying? Seismic update. (laughs) A few quakes of note. We've had a big rumbler in Turkey, 5.3. Probably crumbled many homes and smashed many people. And our hearts go out to them. Another big quake down here in Vanuatu where no one lives. So no one cares and no one felt it. Worldwide volcano news update. One spectacular volcano to be reporting on in the last 24 hours is Chevalouche. Started with a 30,000-foot puff, went to a 32,000-foot puff pass, and that's what we're sticking with now. Explosive activity continues, according to the Volcanic Ash Advisory Center in Anchorage, warning a volcanic ash plume that rose 32,000 feet altitude of flight level 320 is moving 80 knots east-northeast direction. Now, in this region, in this high latitude, this is approaching the stratosphere, folks. The stratosphere is around 35,000 feet in this area, up near the Arctic. So there's that. Now let's talk about a catastrophe in motion, and that's the U.S. food supply. We already know about runaway inflation. Food prices hit the highest they've ever hit ever in recorded history, but they're only going to go higher. And so what that is going to do is drive consumers to the cheaper products. These cheaper products are in the center of the supermarket. They're the ultra-processed foods. And those are the ones that are contaminated. Now, the contamination of the U.S. food supply worsens as we head into this apocalypse of inflation and overpricing, as well as some shortages. Now, the contamination... 50% of foods tested contain cancer-causing glyphosate herbicide. And these are even foods coming from touted retailers that claim that they're all organic, like natural grocers. Now, there's one caveat. Natural grocers' contamination was the lowest in the nation for any supplier, only 26 parts per billion, maxing out at 144 parts per billion. Some retailers like Hy-Vee, though, were getting into the ridiculous levels, 1,150 parts per billion. Now, the reason this glyphosate is on all, is a residue on all foods is because it is pervasive in the food system and it is sprayed everywhere. And the misinformation is appalling. I was just at a food summit, our first ever in Archuleta County here today, when a producer, a rancher, was talking about his genetically modified corn. And people are misinformed, he said. GMOs have nothing to do with chemicals. I wanted to go and punch him because I'm a nice guy. I just sat there and bit my tongue. But not a single person in that room is going to buy his beef because he revealed to us that he feeds them genetically modified corn saturated and glyphosate and that requires you to then inject the animals with antibiotics because they become bloated. Unless they're feeding naturally on grass, cows were not meant to eat grain. They're rudiments. They're meant to eat grass, not grain, not corn, especially. The completely disgusting world we live in where ranchers are misinforming the public to sell their contaminated meat. <laughs> Holy heat. Now, glyphosate contamination is on everything. The only way you can eliminate it is to grow your own food or purchase food from someone you can count on that didn't spray like diamond. We don't use chemicals at this ranch. Chemicals are for suckers. Not a single thing on earth has required a chemical to grow in the last 500 million years. Since plants emerged, the first grasses around 420 million years emerged on the shores. They did not require glyphosate. And fruits and vegetables do not require uh, pesticides or spraying. There are other methods, integrated pest management, which realizes that The general public doesn't understand how the natural system works. The forest garden is the key to the future. Walk out into the forest, observe what happens, and repeat it on your land. It's that simple. Now, one other tidbit before we leave, and this is going to be a good one. If you are already decided to grow your own food, the time we're moving into is a catastrophe. It's the end of the empire. It's when the grid will fail and everyone will die. Except those that are ready. Those that are willing to survive and thrive in the future. Those that are producing their own food. And we're going to be going into a high plasma environment. As the magnetosphere wanes, more lightning, more plasma comes into earth through aurora and other energies. And lightning helps plants grow. Now, it does also cause massive wildfires. This is going to kill tons of people. But lightning provides a vital resource for plants. And the future of sustainable farming could be cold plasma. Now, you might be saying, what the is Diamond talking about? Well, plasma is used in the food industry right now. It destroys harmful bacteria and pathogens in food. It's used during processing to increase shelf life. You can see a little plasma gun here cleaning the surface of meat. Now, plasma is a fascinating medium. It's considered the fourth state of matter alongside solid, liquid, and gas. And it's everywhere. In fact, the thing they call dark matter is plasma. More than 99.9% of all matter in the universe is assumed to be in a plasma form. And those are the suns or the stars we're looking at. You may be most familiar with Plasma as the material inside the glowing novelty lamps found in gift shops in the mall. Remember Spencer's? But it's naturally found in the sun, lightning, the northern lights, and many other areas. Now, research into plasma and how it intersects with various industries has been increasing. They use it for plasma etching. We etch metals with plasmas there's all types of applications for plasma but cold plasma specifically is being tested as a way to speed up plant growth and make fertilizer that is better for the environment and it works lots of research has shown that exposure to cold plasma makes seeds germinate faster while this sounds like a sci-fi concept it's not farmers have seen for decades that plants grown on the site of lightning strikes grow faster now, the strangest part, no one knows why this works, only that it does. So the future of sustainable farming could be plasma. And and also, Squatterman 22. Squatterman 2022 is the plasma petroglyph tour. The ancients knew about plasma. They wrote it on the rocks. If you want to know more and experience a once-in-a-lifetime event yourself, Join us in five weeks in the desert of New Mexico. Just a few hours from Albuquerque, a few hours from many major cities. If you have some time and you can make it, I suggest you come out here. We won't be doing this again. Squatterman 2022, the Plasma Petroglyph Tour. Join us in the desert. Hope you got something out of the video. Proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance in a dystopian world where we're just learning how to grow food. Isn't that a boom? Stick with us. Stick with the winners. Subscribe, share, like, comment, become a Patreon and support the work we do. We love you. Be safe. That's a boom. Mm